Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren, and I am so glad that you're joining me today. I pray that this is a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share. Every time you download an episode of the Friends of a Feather podcast, I want you to feel seen by God, to feel encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents He has given you. If this is the first time you've tuned in, or if you've been joining in for a while, you are certainly welcome here, friend. All right, y'all, it is almost springtime. I am so excited about the spring weather. That means summer is around the corner, and that's my favorite season. It has been spring break over here at our house, and we have loved it so much. We did not go anywhere and did kind of a staycation. My husband did things around the house. We went for bike rides. We played basketball outside in the driveway. We finally went to Gibson's Donuts, which I had never been, and it was fabulous. It was so good. Um, But we just did a lot of those things. So I hope that your spring break, if it was this week or if it's coming up, is filled with fun with your friends and with your kids and your family. All right, let's get to today's episode. We will have a brand new episode for you next week with a friend, but today it's a top 10 with Ren episode. I love these episodes so much because I love sharing ideas that are easy, that are practical, and that are intentional. After the next few minutes, you will have 10 great Easter ideas to make this season a very meaningful time for you and your family. Okay, here we go. Top 10 with Ren ways to celebrate Easter. Number 10 is, drumroll, <laughs> the story of hunger. I know before I do anything fun or intentional with my son, I want my heart to be in the right place. So in order to prepare your heart and mind for this Easter season, my friend Caroline Saunders has written an amazing study to get our hearts ready. It's totally free, and if you go to the link in my show notes, you can download your own copy. Mine is printed, ready to go. I'm going to start it on April 7th, but feel free to start reading at any time. All right, that was number 10. Number nine, resurrection eggs. Resurrection eggs is a practical way that you can show your children the story of Easter. Each plastic egg has a small item that is a symbol of a part of the story of Jesus' last days on earth. For tactile learners, this is a must-have for your little ones to play with at Easter. I bought mine at our church's bookstore a few years ago, but Amazon can have it delivered to your door really fast. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. But y'all, let me tell you, I had this when I taught kindergarten, and the kids loved it. I would not let them touch it. I was like, nope, this is mine. You're going to get all the eggs mixed up. (laughs) But then I had a child of my own, and I looked and I thought, you know what? The way he's going to learn is dumping all these out, mixing them up, playing with them, touching them. And so I let it go. I let it go. And um, are all of the items, the symbols going to get back right in the order that we need them to be? Yeah, I can do that later. I thought it was more important for him to play with it than for me to have control over what symbol got back in which egg. Uh, Mic drop, right? Okay, so number eight 
Number eight is a local place in Memphis for you to visit if you are in the Memphis area. So if you aren't, just hold tight. We'll be done with number eight pretty soon. Okay, it's the Crystal Shrine Grotto. If you are local to Memphis, there is a very neat man-made cave called the Crystal Shrine Grotto. It is off of Poplar Avenue, right off of I-240. It is crafted out of stone of scenes of depictions of Jesus's life. We used to take our kindergartners on a field trip there, and it was my very favorite field trip. This is why it's so neat. You can walk through the cave and see all of these different stories that were in the Bible about Jesus. And it's all handcrafted, man-made. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, Now, it is a little different. Y'all, it's in the middle of a cemetery. I know, I know, right? You're going to be like, Ren, what? But if you go to Memorial Park and you drive straight through, you'll see the fountain. You'll see the signs for the grotto. And it's open free to the public from 8 to 4 every day. So check it out. It is definitely worth the trip. Okay, that was number eight. Number seven. Number seven is an idea that my mom introduced me to just a few years ago. Okay, so this idea is giving flowers to your neighbors. She introduced this to me because she would go, she would buy small little flowers, she would tie a ribbon around each plant, she'd put a toothpick and put a little, uh, tape a little sign to it or a scripture or invitation to church, uh, and she would tie that around the plant. My son would go with her around to their different neighbors and give these flowers out, and I think that it was the so simple and so practical. Um, and some, you're not going to have people that believe the same way you do. And they might not even celebrate Easter, but they loved it. They loved seeing Easton. They loved feeling special that their neighbors cared for them. I don't know about you, but when I grew up, the kids in our neighborhood, we were all playing. We were out. Everybody knew each other. We had cove parties. And now it's just different. So I think it was a very practical thing. She does this every year. She's done this since Easton was a toddler. And I think it was great. I love the tradition. And it's a very practical way to show love to your neighbors. Okay, number six. Number six is called a storybook Easter. My friend Courtney has a neat way to use her beautiful lettering and design gifts to draw our hearts closer to Christ. She has designed these storybook Easter cards, and each card has a Bible verse and how many days until Easter written on it. And on the bottom of each card is a story to read in the Bible each day. Paired with the Jesus Storybook Bible, this is an excellent resource for us to center our children's focus on Jesus at Easter. I just ordered my set of cards last night. I'm really excited to do these. In order to begin this in time for Easter, order your cards by April 1st. They are on sale, too, from 20 to 16, y'all. I'll put the link in the show notes to visit Crew & Co. to order your set and tell Courtney, Ren sent you. P.S. This is not an ad. I have not been paid to say this. I just really love this product, and I just wanted to share it with you. I paid cash money for mine. Just want to say. (laughs) Okay. All right. Number five. All right, number five is an easy one. If you have a local library or bookstore that has a Christian section in it, I would encourage you to go and look at the Easter books. This is a great way to celebrate Easter with your children. 
to grab a couple of books that talk about what Easter really means for your, from your library or from your bookstore. So I really encourage you to do that. Our church has an excellent library and bookstore. So between the two, I can usually find plenty of resources. But of course, Amazon is our friend as well. So some of my favorite Easter books are The Parable of the Lily by Liz Curtis Higgs and also The Tale of Three Trees by Angela Elwell Hunt. And um, I'll put the link in my show notes for those on Amazon as well. Okay, number four. Number four is an Easter lunch. Find a neighbor or a friend who is single or maybe a widow or somebody who's not close to family um, in town and invite them over for lunch on Easter Sunday. Even if they don't come, they will feel so special at the invitation that you gave them. Um, We have a friend and a neighbor We have neighbors whose family are out of town, and they live in Mississippi, and so they're probably not going to be able to see them for Easter. So I'm thinking about inviting them for Easter lunch, and I think it would be a great time to get to know your neighbors and also to give them a place to go on Easter. Okay, so number three is you have been egged. I know you've probably heard this or done this at Halloween for you've got you've been booed, um, but this one I saw on Pinterest, y'all, and I thought it was a super fun idea. I had not heard of it. Okay, so you fill twelve plastic eggs up with candy stickers, quarters, whatever. Um, but keep one of them empty, okay? You go to your friend's house. You hide them in their front yard really fast. Maybe a neighbor that you know well. I mean, don't just do it to like a random neighbor that they're going to be like, well, why do you have eggs in my yard? <laughs> but you leave this sign. Okay, so you leave a sign on their front door. And after hiding, you run. Ring the doorbell and run. Okay, so in my show notes, I'm going to have that printable from Pinterest. It came from the website passionforsavings.com. And it is awesome. I love it. So I've printed it out, uh, but I will put the link in the show notes for that. But y'all, it's so fun. And then they get to have all this. I already know. I mean, like who else? I have like 10 friends I want to do this to, (laughs) but I think it's going to be really fun. And the reason why you have one empty, can you guess, is on the sheet that you put on their door, it says, don't be surprised when you find one empty egg to remind them about Jesus is not in that tomb anymore. He is risen. And so I think it's just a really fun way to uh, do this for your friends or your neighbors. Okay, number two idea for Easter is um, we had a family tradition growing up. My parents started this when I was in elementary school. And in my Easter basket every year, they gave me a small stuffed animal lamb in it. And my mom would write the date on the sh- in a sh- with a Sharpie on the tag. In my room, I displayed them all on a shelf on the wall. And it was just really neat because she made the connection about how Jesus is the Lamb of God and how He is our substitute and how that just really was meaningful during the Easter season and to really um, have a tangible way that I could realize that. And uh, and so now it's really exciting because now she's passing my lambs down um, to Easton. And I love traditions and I love memories of those traditions. And so that's just a simple way that she started years ago. And it's exciting to see her pass it down to my son now. 
Okay, number one, number one. Okay, so number one, you've probably seen this recipe online that um, are the resurrection rolls. Okay, so this is a fun, easy activity you can do with your children on Easter morning. But if you're like me, it's kind of early on Easter. So we usually do it the night before. Um, It could be a yummy dessert too. Okay, so you take crescent rolls and big, huge marshmallows, okay? And so you put a marshmallow with butter, all the good stuff, of course, butter, um, and wrap it up in one of the crescent rolls and then put cinnamon sugar all over it and then put it in the oven. I don't know what the exact recipe. I will find the recipe and put it in the show notes, but... Um, Put it in for a few minutes, and then as it's baking, as the rolls are baking, the marshmallow is melting. And so when you get it out, there's the roll, but then there is nothing in it. And so it's representing the tomb that's empty. This is another way how we can share the story of Jesus and Easter with our children in a physical and practical way. And as we are in the Easter season, looking toward Easter Sunday, when we celebrate that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave three days later, that He is alive and He wants a relationship with you. He cares for you so deeply. And as we celebrate Easter, I just hope these were easy, practical, and intentional ways that you can guide your heart and your mind and your children to see Jesus this Easter season. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this super short but super meaningful episode. I hope this was helpful for you to get some tips of how to celebrate Easter and be more intentional with it. And uh, if you loved it, then I would love if you would send this episode on to a friend. There are a whole lot of new things coming up on the podcast that I cannot wait to share with y'all. But next week, I'll announce one of them. So tune into the podcast then, and I may give a few little hints over on Instagram about the second one over the next couple of weeks. So I'd love for you to join us over there as well. We are Friends of a Feather podcast uh, at Instagram and on Facebook. Check out the show notes at renrobins.com slash podcast to get all of these links and top 10 info that we talked about today. All right, friends, remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.